What's up and welcome to the Pens and Stuff Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Jim. And I'm Abby. And guys, before we get into this interview, okay, we have an interview with Hunter Hodes. Which we talked about last week if you weren't with we us. We did talk about it last week, but guys, we have Hunter Hodes on the podcast. What a dude. Shout out to him. Thank you for doing this so much. But before we get into it, we have to talk a little bit about the season. It's now, over. It is, it is, it is. And we asked Hunter a couple questions about the season. Yes, So I did. think we should answer them right now. First of all, the Penguins beat the, the, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Last yes. night. Four to three. Five to three. Five to three, yes. Lost to the Oilers. Five to one. I think that was everything that they did this week, right? Mm, yeah. I think so. Well, they were, losing, they were losing to Philly as we were recording. That's yes, they right. did. They lost to Philly as we were recording five to one. Yes, four to one. So, yes, that's that. Rip. But what is your letter grade for the Penguins season? Abby, go. I f- it's such a broad thing in my brain. I have such a hard time remembering all of the things nope. that happened. Give but there me. were lots of ups and downs. We played really well for a while in the middle of the season. I'd say overall probably like a B plus, I think. Because, I mean, like we've made the playoffs. We struggled a lot in the past month and a half. And we struggled at the beginning from injuries and stuff. But I think we played through that in the beginning still. And I think, yeah, I think a B plus is probably fair. I think the first couple of months of the season uh, were A minus, maybe, because we didn't have Sid, we didn't have Gino. Well, we had Sid in the first month, but we didn't have Gino two months. Or Jake. Jake was out for the first little while, too. And a lot of the team was missing, and we still played pretty well. We 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 were still getting points in the standings. We were winning games. Or at least getting a point out of them. If we weren't winning them, we were we were losing in overtime or shootout. I think that the the middle part of the season, maybe C. Cause, really? Because I mean, we were kind of back and forth. We do really good for a couple of games, and then we did really crappy. Then we had that run where we went on, I think, a five or six game win streak. Um, and that was really awesome. And but but this whole month of April and really a, a whole lot of well, not a whole lot, but the, like the last three or four games in March, this team was just awful. Mm-hmm. I mean, we couldn't win a game. I mean, the games we did win, we won because the teams weren't very good. Uh, we, we were beating bad teams, which is a good thing. We should beat bad teams. But we but when we faced teams that were were decent. We'd falter or get blown out, like you know Edmonton, or uh, we we couldn't beat <laughs> we couldn't beat. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, Washington spanked us. Colorado spanked us twice. We couldn't beat the Rangers. It, it was just it, it was it was just a, a difficult a difficult uh, time. I so all that to say, I think overall I would give him a B minus. A little little okay. less than a B. I'm not quite ready to go to a C, maybe a C plus. Whoa. But um but I'd say B minus would be okay. overall for the whole season. Okay, okay, okay. I'd give him a B. Okay. B solid. 
everything you guys said, I don't have anything else to add. Just right. put it out there. B, I think I – mean, we made the playoffs, so I can't go to a C. If we had made I, a wild I would card, agree. I think if, if we had fallen, if Washington had taken that three spot from us, which technically they, had, they probably should have. They had opportunity. They should have. But we still – we still We still got – What's know, wrong with Washington, man? I mean – Ovi's out. I if don't Ovi's care. Ovi's out, he can't do anything. That's what I'm saying. Oh, well – that's what I'm saying. Like he's their only offense. You know, no, slap it nobody, nobody to stand in the right circle and slap the. Sh- no, as much as le- left shot. circle, I guess. Yeah. So uh, B, yeah. Okay. Team, okay. Team MVP, real quick, before we get into this interview with Hunter Hodes. I I hate to. I hate to steal the the, the thunder there, but I I would I would say Jake. Okay. I mean, that's what kind of, not to spoil the interview, but. I feel like for me, we wouldn't have been nearly as good because we rode Jari's Colt tails pretty much all season because we, because in the beginning of the season, Dismarty and Bostomal did not play well. And, and so. didn't play well. Yes, absolutely. I think because he played like 70 something games in this regular season. And I mean, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. And so. How many of those games would we have won if DeSmith was in the net, if DeSmith had to play? Like, not that you start DeSmith or whatever, but I just – I think Jari is our m- most valuable player because he played all up until, like, the past week. He he started in games, like, that were must-win games and big games, and he he came up big, and, and he had a, a really good bounce-back year from his – poor playoff performance last year. Yeah. And so I would say Jari's my MVP for the year. That's right. I'm going to say Gino. Okay. I'm going to say Gino. You're a Gino stand. I'm not going to argue with Gino, that. And I'm glad. We'll talk about that later. But uh, Gino, Gino, point per game, didn't play a lot. He was injured, then suspended, then injured again or something like that. Sure. Injured, injured, suspended, something like that. And uh, But I just think, I think he's a really solid player. And we were not the same without him. Say what you want. We were not the same. Like the season, start of the season, we did great. Carter on that first line. Carter fell off, and uh, and without uh, we saw it when he was suspended. Carter cannot play second line minutes. No. Or when he was playing with Malkin, he can't play second line minutes. He's a third or fourth liner. Yeah. And without Gino, like that secondary line scoring just went up every time Gino was in the lineup. When he wasn't, it was not the same. So I think Gino is the team MVP. Besides Crosby, of course. Put that caveat in there. Crosby right. won it. We can't. Crosby's we can't. the team MVP, obviously. We can't pick Crosby. But That's cheating. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm it's gonna true. I'm gonna say Gino. Okay. All right. So let's get into the interview, and then we will do the predictions afterwards and talk about our playoff. Okay. Choices. Yep. Well, boom. And action. <clears throat> Okay, so we'll just start with the season, I guess. So uh, what would you give, like, a, if you gave the Penguins a late letter grade for the season, what would your letter grade be, like, um, like A plus to F? Hopefully it's not an F. <laughs> I mean, we made the playoffs, so it's not an F. Yeah. Um, that's a tough question. You know, they had a rough start. Then they kicked everyone's butt for, like, the first four months. Uh-huh. after that and then the month of april came and then they just forgot how to play hockey i felt like uh, i'd probably give it at least a solid b um probably would be a really good a you know if they played a lot better 
in the month of April, but you know, they, went they had in, just they played even a little bit better in the month of April. Yeah. I mean, I understand the schedule is tough. Don't get me wrong. You, you play Colorado mm-hmm. twice. You have Minnesota, the Rangers a couple of times. Um, it was the gauntlet, but yeah. yeah. Um, at the end of the day, you know, I didn't, I didn't see enough against some of those teams to make me feel, you know, I guess really confident heading into May. Um, I would still give it a solid B though. I mean, you got contributions from players who, are a bit older and heck even your depth at times was starting to step up a little bit more um, down the stretch. I, you know, Rodriguez had a great game last night. If they can get that level of play from him again in the playoffs, he's probably better than anyone in the Rangers bottom six. Um, Crystal Tang set a career high in points um, for the people that don't want him to be resigned. I just, I question how they feel about him as not as a player, but I think maybe as a person more Um, goaltending, it was mainly fine, I would say, you know, for most of the season. Tristan Jari obviously was a, probably a Vesna candidate right out of the gate. Had a little bit of a bump in the way. And then Casey DeSmith comes back from the dead, plays a lot better down the stretch. I'm still not fully comfortable, I think, with him yet in the playoffs. I do want Tristan Jari to be able to come back and hopefully fully write his redemption story after what happened last year. But I still think it was a good season for the Penguins. Um, a lot of people coming into this year didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. And it, it's always funny. You know, I, I kind of laugh at those takes. I'm like, sh- when the fr- when it ha- happens the first time, then I'll maybe believe it for a second time. But for a team that has three of the best players in the world, arguably the best coach in hockey, um, they, they probably were not going to miss the playoffs this year. Um, so they got over 100 points. They're going to play a team that they know very well. Um, and with everything that happened this year, I still, I would still consider this season a, a pretty good success. So I would give it a B. Yeah, cool. yeah for sure. Cool. That's, that would probably be mine too. I think B plus B. Yeah. yeah. Um, who, who was the biggest surprise for you this year? Good or bad? That's, that's a good question. Um, you know, my biggest surprise. Um, I, I, I was going to, if, if it was going to, if he was going to, you know, keep it up. I was going to say Evan Rodriguez because he was ridiculous that first half. Then, you know, went down a little bit um, in the second half, obviously had a good game against Columbus. Um, But honestly, I might say Danton Heinen because I expected him to be good um, when he signed with the Penguins. I figured, you know, 10, 12, 13 goals. I didn't think he would finish the season two away from 20 goals. Um, He is going to get, I think, a decent amount of money this summer from a team that can pay him. I don't think that's going to be the Penguins with how much um, other bigger decisions they have to make. Um, But, you know, he played really well, you know, whether it was the bottom six, top six, he has a beautiful release. Um, His playmaking ability is also very strong. Uh, I was really impressed with how he played this year. Um, Yeah, I I thought that signing was a very shrewd move by Ron Hextall. I know there were a couple moves that he made that I wasn't really too fond of, but this one, he definitely nailed, you know, you can put him on Evgeny Malkin's line if you want. You can put him with Jeff Carter, Teddy Bluger, no no matter what, and he's going to produce. I I really liked how he played, and, you know, this was his career season. You know, this was the best he's played since he was with Boston. And I said coming in, you know, the the Sullivan system is going to – have a big benefit on him. And sure enough, um, he he was a really big time player. Now, if he can play like this in the playoffs and and give them some depth scoring, you know, it's going to really help take the loads off some of the top six that, you know, some of us expect to produce every night because you need your depth to score in the playoffs. You know, we've seen so many times in the Sid and Gino era that when the depth is not going and when, when the top six is not going, 
there's nothing there. You know, you look at the 2013, 14, 15 series, you know, against the Rangers and, and the Bruins and all that, they didn't have any depth scoring. And then, you know, when they won the cup, those next couple of years, they had players in their bottom six, you know, the HBK line, of course. So if they can get, you know, some contributions from Heinen in the playoffs and that would continue to surprise me, but um, just was really thrilled with how he played. Um, so who do you think was like the most improved over the course of the season? Um, because there were a lot of players that were like, they kind of proved themselves this season. Like a lot of players had career years. So who do you think was the most improved? No, I, I was going to say Chris Letang, but like, is, did he really much improve? Because he's always like played um, at this level. I mean, yeah. he obviously had a career year at age 35. Mm-hmm. Um, should be well in line to get paid wherever he goes. Uh, I would like it to be Pittsburgh. I've said on my show, I would give him maybe four times eight. Um, I know some people are not thrilled with the cap hit, but you know, this is, you don't have a replacement for him. Mm-hmm. John Marino's not going to take those minutes. Mike Matheson's not going to take those minutes. There's only one defenseman on the market that can take those minutes and it's John Klingberg. And if you think the Penguins are probably going to get him, uh, he's going to have a lot of suitors. Uh, I wouldn't say no to John Klingberg. No, that's for sure. I, I, I would not either. No, he, he is a very, very good player. I just, I don't think you'd get him for less than Latang, though. No. no, you wouldn't. So yeah, he he's going to ask a lot, and rightfully so. He's very good, um, but I just don't think he would come to Pittsburgh. Um, so I, I would I would probably potentially say um, Tanger. Um, uh, Brian Rust, I guess, is maybe up well. Uh, he's always been at this level of production these last couple of years. Honestly, I, I probably should say Tristan Jari. Um, you know, he was fine last year. Yeah. Plays his tail off this year. Looks like a Vesna Trophy candidate for a lot of the year. Again, had a little bit of a dip in play. And then the worst thing happens. The guy um, reportedly suffers a broken bone in his foot. Hasn't even started to skate yet. Um, you know, I was I was so ready for him to you know, hopefully continue to prove all of us wrong going into the playoffs. And you know, he has that chance to, you know, just rewrite a chapter in his career just because of what happened against the Islanders. So honestly, you know, it, it probably would be him that is the most improved, you know, outside of, you know, Latang and a couple others. Um, I think having Andy Kyoto as the goaltending coach has really helped him. Um, he plays a lot more aggressive. His movement looks great. Um, he stole some wins for the Penguins this year, mm-hmm. to say the least. Um, and even in games that they lost and they got a point, um, he was the main reason for that. Right. Um, he was just looked like a completely different goaltender this year, someone that the Penguins can rely on every single night that he starts. So I was really thrilled with how he played again. You know, I was uh, coming into the show. I was like, okay, if he can just give them average, maybe a little bit above average goaltending, they should be fine. I did not expect him to be like 930, 935 for a good chunk of the season before his numbers started to dip a little bit. Um, it definitely caught me by surprise, and it was obviously a good surprise because of how the Penguins were playing. Um, hopefully, the Penguins were able to win some games in the Stranger Series. Um, he gets back onto the ice, has some rehab. He'll be good to go here at some point. Um, they're they're not they're not going to go on a deep run without him. Agreed. I agree sure. with that. Yeah. So I know I know Sidney Crosby was just named the team MVP, but who is your team MVP? And I think Sid's kind of a cop out. So if not Sidney Crosby, <laughs> who would who would you label as a team MVP? Are you taking yeah. Sidney off the table, then Andrew? Is yeah, that what I mean, he's, he's, he's like the easy answer. I know. Like, yeah, it would it would be Sid just because this is now his fifteenth, sixteenth year in yeah. a row where he's at a point yeah. per game, a ridiculous number. That yeah, oh my no, God. That, that's it's fair. It's fair, but he's insane. I mean, 
I'll say this. If he's not on people's heart trophy ballots in their top five, you're doing it wrong. Um, yeah, I know no. the heart is a very tough vote this year. There are so many great players, Huberdo, you know, Barkov, Dreisaitl, McDavid, Ovechkin, and Shesterkin, but I, and, I would who doesn't to... think Dreisaitl or McDavid should be no, considered? I, I, I don't think so because it's like the best player on your team, and they're both on the Oilers, so it's kind of like – or the best player. like the, Isn't it like the most, the most, the most valuable to the yeah. team? Yeah. That's yeah. fair. Though I, will, though I will say you take one of those two guys off, and that's probably a lottery team out there. Yeah, um, yeah. Just, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're probably right. That's fair too, yeah. But if I had to pick one, I'd I'd say it's Jake. Um, Jake had a had a phenomenal year, um, second forty goal season. He is the only player in the Sid Gino era outside of you know both Sid and Gino to have multiple forty goal seasons. It just speaks to show um, how great of a player he is. You give him the smallest time of space, mm-hmm. um, boom, you're you're, you're cooked. Um, he yeah. finds new ways to score. I think every season now, honestly, every game. Um, he was tied for the team lead in points. You know, it's, it's usually Sidney Crosby just blows everyone out of the water, but Jake this year had 84 points. And, um, you know, maybe that has something to do with Sid getting a little bit older. Maybe Sid missing time, of course. But, you know, Jake was right there with him, and he's a very good playmaker. He's not a product of Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, as some people somehow still say. I hope that's not the case anymore. But, you know, for how great Jake was this year, um, I would definitely have him as the team MVP outside of Sid. Um, I'm sure he's going to be fine in the playoffs. You're always going to read some takes from people. Well, the Penguins should move on from Jake Gensel. You know, he didn't produce in the playoffs last year. And, you know, if if that happens again this year, you're probably going to read those same people. I I think there are takes they were saying that it should move him from Kachuk from the Flames. And I'm like, okay, I like Matthew Kachuk. He's a really good player. But, I mean, I'm not going to trade Jake Gensel just because of a four five-game sample size here. That's just – making rash decisions for the sake of it um he's just such a smart and very hockey iq player um i I can't say enough about how great he was this year 5v5 shorthanded even um even i was i said 5v5 (laughs) i can't talk right now power play even on the penalty kill he'll get shifts Um, it's interesting that when he started i saw all of what you're talking about like in his very first game like when he scored those two goals against New York, yep. I was like, this guy, he, he could be the future of the franchise. And um, he's just gotten better over the mm-hmm. last several years. And so uh, I agree with you. I think, I think Jake is, um, you know, you got Sid, you got Gino, and then you got Jake. And I think, I think that's the three guys in well, Latang, I think too, you, you, that you just, you build this team around. I just, mm-hmm. I, yeah. And I don't think you'll miss. Yeah. And, you know, if, the, if, you know, worse comes to worse and, you know, both, both Gino and Latango, and I don't think that's going to happen, nor should it, um, you, you, you can still build the team around Sid and Jake, you know, Jake Ensel is not going to get traded. He is one of your core players. He is one of your untouchable players. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, you can, you would have 25, 30 million to build around them. Again, I don't want that to happen. I want to break, to bring back both Gino and Latang um, to build around all four of those guys. But, you know, he's at a point right now where he is in the untouchable uh, category. And he just, again, he's having another phenomenal year. And um, him and Sid just make up such a great dynamic duo. They're probably Mm -hmm. the best left-wing center duo in the NHL, um, at least in my opinion. So what do you think is going to happen in the offseason? I mean, with all these unrestricted free agents that we have, who's staying, who's going? I definitely think Gino comes back. 
um, there was a report. I was listening to Dying Alive. I think um, Rossi came on with uh, Pat and Jesse. And I think he said he was reporting that um, the Penguins, they, they made offers that I think, quote unquote, insulted both of them. But it's also very early. So I'm not really reading too much into it. I still think, you know, comes back. He's willing to take a pay cut. I mean, you're not, he's not going to make 9.5 million for the rest of his career. If I had to guess it's going to come around maybe 7.5 or something. Um, Brian Rust, it, that's a bit tricky. Um, he's been really bad as of late. This is, that's, that's not the Brian Rust that I know. Um, he's definitely, I think very frustrated, hasn't been hitting the net. Um, are you comfortable giving him six times six, six times 6.5, like a Zach Hyman kind of deal? I don't know if I am just because I know how those contracts age for the most part. That said, he's a very good player. I just don't know if the Penguins are going to have the space to pay him. Chris Letang is the big wild card. You know, again, I I know what I would do. I would pay him, honestly, whatever he wants. They have no one in-house that can replace him. They have no one in Wilkes-Barre that can come up and replace him. There's really no one on the market outside of John Klingberg that can replace him. Um, But, you know, it all comes down to does Letang want a raise? Um, he's definitely, I would say outlived this contract. He's had very good value on that 7.25 million AV that he initially signed under Ray Shiro. Um, it's that's, I think the toughest one to call. Um, I think right now I, I, I think rust is going to walk, but with Latang, I'm not sure. I mean, Kapanen, they're not going to, that, that's not happened to that 3.2 million is going to be extra cap space. Raquel is going to be an intriguing one. Been a great fit since coming over from Anaheim. Does Hextall want to bring him back? I would feel more comfortable about all these signings if they didn't just, you know, make a rash decision during the season and brought back Jeff Carter. And don't get me wrong. I love Jeff Carter. I think he's been mostly pretty good. But down the stretch here, his numbers have tanked. And I, I just I fear how that's going to play out over these next few years. I would have waited on Carter and just, you know, see how the rest of the season played out before making that first decision on him and maybe making your first decision on someone else. So, again, I'm very confident about Gino coming back. Brian Rust, I don't think so. Letang, I'm 50-50 on at this point. Let's see if when the negotiations heat up, it's probably going to happen after the offseason. Um, and then Raquel, I'm kind of 50-50 um, on as well. Just – for fun, if you had a pick between Deming and DeSmith as a backup, because they're both up at the end of the year, who would you bring back? For next year? For the backup for, for Tristan Jari? Yeah, for the backup for Jari, yeah. Okay. Um, no, I kind of I, I kind of want to say neither and just go out and get someone on the free agent market just because <laughs> I feel like they kind of screw that up over the offseason. Yeah. Um, between the two – you know, I think Casey has probably played himself back into the role if the Penguins want to go down that route. Though, again, I feel like I would be more comfortable if they go out and get a veteran backup. I mean, you know, I think someone on Penguins Twitter posted this the other day, you know, James Reimer made $2.25 million this year. And, you know, I, w- I would like that cap hit on the team right now for how good he's been out in San Jose. But, you know, DeSmith had a rough start to the year. He even said to the media, I think a couple of weeks ago, was probably at the worst place that he's been at for his NHL career has really turned it around since I, I will say that, you know, like 925, 930 save percentage. Um, he gives the Penguins that level of goaltending in the playoffs. I mean, they, they can win some games if of course the rest of the team wants to show up and defend hard and, you know, finish their chances in the offensive zone. You know, I would lean towards Casey um, Louie, you know, no disrespect to him. I think in a couple of the games he's played this year, I've liked the way he's played, but I, I, you know, I don't think, you know, he's a capable NHL backup. 
Um, I think at this point, you're probably better served as him as more depth in the organization. And, and that's fine. You know, last year when DeSmith went down in a playoff practice, I don't know if a lot of people, you know, out in Penguins land, you know, that are just fans that don't have podcasts remember that, you know, he was healthy going into the playoffs and then all of a sudden takes a nasty spill at practice and then boom, you know, he's, he's out for the playoffs and they had, um, Maxine Legacy, I think was their, was the backup mm-hmm. Tristan. And, um, I mean, I, I, that's not going to work. I mean, I would have rather had Louis Domingue in that situation last year, uh, to say the least. So I'm fine with him as the number three in the organization, though, if push comes to shove and they're picking between the two, I would probably run it back with Casey. But again, you know, if, if yeah. there's an upgrade to be had there over him, I would certainly look at it because I would feel more comfortable with a veteran backing up yeah. Tristan right now. For sure. For sure. Yep. So moving on to like playoff questions. Um, we haven't play, been playing very well in April, which is what we've been talking about because it was, oh man, it was hard to watch in April. But um, what kind of chances do you think the Pens have legitimately going into the first round against the Rangers? What are your honest opinions about our chances in that in that series? Ooh, uh, <laughs> that's a that's a spicy meatball. Um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I said on my episode yesterday, they looked cooked. Um, it wasn't looking pretty. Um, if they play the way they play in April, they're going to be out in five games. Um, I'll go out and say that. But I also said this on my Friday episode. If they can play the way they played for the first four months, they can take the Rangers even with Casey DeSmith in that. I fully believe that. One of the big There's a couple big keys, I think, for the Penguins to win this series. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I don't know what the heck that was. Um they need to stop treating Igor Shosturkin like the guy is a god. Um, I understand he's been the best goaltender in hockey this year. It's pretty far to Rogers like to have Henrik Lundqvist and Igor Shosturkin. Um, but at the end of the day, you need to throw a lot of pocket pucks at him and you got to get traffic in front of him. You don't need to do be like the Harlem Globetrotters. You don't need to look for the perfect play. If you mm-hmm. get traffic in front of them and you keep throwing whatever you can at him, Eventually, the puck is going to go in the net unless you have Ilya Sorokin from last year, who just plays like you know God himself. I guess you know he was very good, but also Tristan was was very bad. And you know, goaltending is obviously the great equalizer. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think that's one of my biggest keys for me. Um, I kind of want the Penguins to play a bit slower in this series, play more disciplined game. The Rangers they will kill you off the rush and in transition. I think that's one of the biggest things for me. Um, they're not that they're not that good at retrieving dump-ins, uh, you know, from the neutral zone. You know, their forecheck is fine, but it's not the strength of their game. The strength is they, their team speed going into the zone, getting, getting a, one or two chances, and then boom, the puck is in the back of the net. I think a lot of the Penguin struggles against the Rangers this year were self-inflicted wounds. They were getting frustrated. They weren't getting the puck on Shesterkin. One five five going four games is not very good. Um, you know, if they can get more of those, play better in transition and play better defensively, I think they can fully make this a series. And again, you know, the, the four months that we saw them play at a high level, you know, when the Penguins beat the Rangers in Pittsburgh, they were doing all those things. They kept the Rangers th- to the perimeter a lot. Obviously, Tristan made a couple of big saves. But the Penguins were also defending really hard. You know, that that game is the blueprint to beating that team. They're not going to give you a lot. I think in a way they're in a mini version like the New York Islanders. I'm not going to say they're a full Islanders coach team because they don't have Barry Trotz behind the bench. But they they play a similar style. Um, I think Sullivan's going to have to 
you know, really duct tape it. Um, and, you know, just, you know, adjust to what the Rangers did in those three games and how they played down the stretch, because when they made those trade deadline acquisitions, they improved, you know, their underlying numbers um, skyrocketed. Um, Shostorkin has been fine. I mean, he went, he regressed a little bit, but you know, is that really going to matter come playoff time? Probably not. You know, you got to go through great goalies to win a championship. Um, I still think this series can be winnable, but you know, again, right now I'm not feeling super confident just because of how the team is playing. That said, you know, maybe there's a surprise. It's zero zero right now. Everything resets. The regular season is out the window. I, I don't really give a crap um about the three out of four stuff and i honestly hope the penguins they put that gif of shesterkin doing that little motion to mark friedman or whoever it was mm-hmm. at the end of that last game i want that on the wall so they can look at that every time they go out onto the ice because um you know i will i will 100 be insufferable on uh, twitter if the penguins <laughs> win that series just because of that so yeah um <laughs> it's it, it's gonna be tough you know this is i i would I know people would, would have rather played the Panthers, but I, I still I was leaning Rangers because they don't have the, the forward depth that the Panthers do, and they're not gonna I don't think the Rangers are gonna score five or six a game. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. <laughs> you think uh the Penguins start Mark Friedman in the playoffs, or do you think they just run with the lines that have been it, it's a tough call? I mean, we have to see how Brian Dumoulin is left last night. I mean, Mike Sullivan's not gonna say anything this time of year. Um, yeah. I don't think yeah. anything. <laughs> <laughs> no team is going to say anything this time of year. It is so weird in the NHL. You know, you get all these injury updates from, oh, they're, they're day-to-day. Oh, no, we're not going to say anything. It's just information is so hard to come by, right? Lower so, body, mm-hmm. upper body. Like yeah, I mean, even, is, there is the, no update. <laughs> yeah. even the UC Soros injury, nobody knows. I mean, Elliot yeah. Freeman had, Elliot Freeman had to be the one to break, and no one even in the Nashville media could break that that he could be out i'm like geez um but um there's a chance we could see friedman i mean he's a it's a total chaos factor the guy is basically a troll on the ice he does not care um that's why we love him yeah i mean i I, everyone loves him at least in penguin land i mean he just Mm -hmm. he'll he'll talk his mouth off I, i love it um, and that, that was, I believe the guy who Shesterkin was doing that too. Cause he kept barking at him at the end of that. Is, is he our less talented Brad Marchand? <laughs> L- no. L- 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 <laughs> no, I mean, yes, but no. A little less talented. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, I, I think they're going to run with the same defense to start, but if things go bad and one of the defensemen struggles, so, you know, maybe like a Marcus Pedersen though, I think. He's won that job for now. Remember during the season, it looked like, you know, I think the coaching staff was preferring Pedersen, but they were taking him out of the lineup too because it was a true competition. You know, Freeman was actually playing well. Right. But if Pedersen does struggle in this series, I would not be surprised if Freeman comes in in one of those games. Um, I think at some point he may. You know, you're probably not going to ice the same six defensemen every game. If you want to go on a deep run, you would have to come in at some point. But right now, I think they're going to ice the same six defensemen at this point. Um, so let's let's talk the rest of the rest of the league here. Um, who are your who are your picks coming out of the West and the East? If you had to uh, put a hundred bucks on one team coming out of the West and one team coming out of the East. Who would you pick? So I definitely know. I think the conference final in the West is going to be Colorado Calgary. And, you know, that's going to make for some epic hockey. Um, Both those two teams are 
I'm looking did, forward to that second round between Edmond and Calgary. I want to see that series. I want to see yeah, the, the, the battle of Alberta needs to happen just because I want to see Matthew Kachuk really troll the Oilers. Um, that is <laughs> entertainment. Right there. Well, I think it would be funny if Connor McDavid can't make it out of the first round. Oh my God. If you can't beat an LA Kings team without Drew Dowdy, um, come on. Like, you can't, you can't be in the running for best player. No, but I'm offended that you don't think the Dallas Stars can beat Calgary. I'm offended. (laughs) Dallas, you know, I I like the Stars, but I mean, the Flames are such a wagon right now. And Daryl Sutter has done one heck of a job. Jacob Marshall's a great goal. And, um, Johnny Johnny Hockey is having a historic season. Oh He's going to get Very a whole nice. lot of this by whoever wants to pay him. All Come of Calgary, Come to all of Calgary is doing what they're doing right now quietly. Like no one's talking about what Calgary is doing yeah. right now. A hundred percent. I completely agree with Which you. Which makes them really dangerous. But yeah, that's true. They've been electric this year, and it's you, they're, they're they're not playing a boring style like Daryl Sutter likes to play. I'm I'm fine with that. You know, usually his teams suck the life out of games he's the eastern yeah. conference version of barry trotz um, <laughs> but, um i would probably i, I think i'm going to say colorado you know when they're fully healthy um they can ice the thought the, the best quintet in hockey landis cog ranton uh mckinnon and then they can put uh kel mccarr and devon tabes out there and good luck getting the puck off of any of those guys sticks uh yeah. it is just a they're a they're a, they're a wrecking crew uh, when they're out there and they finally have an answer. I think in gold Darcy Kemper is really good. Um, and you know, if, uh, if they don't beat the, if, if they give up two games to the predators in that first round series, something is seriously wrong, especially if UC Soros is not yeah. there, they should wax that team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would have them coming out of the West. I know they almost did it last year in the semifinals. They took that two nothing lead. Um, well, no, not, it was the second round series. They took that two nothing lead over Vegas. It's all looking good. And then they just collapsed. Um, but yeah. I, I just don't think that's going to happen this year. You know, they've been, I guess, my mistress team for many years. I mean, Peter Forsberg was my favorite player growing up. I always said, we'll have a soft spot for that just because I love Forsberg. In the East, it's a bit tougher because of those eight teams, I feel like almost anyone can win a series. Um, it is that deep. I mean, there's going to be Boston, Carolina is going to be electric hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate saying it, but Toronto has a shot to beat Tampa Bay. You know, mm. I know it's very weird to say that, but Tampa Bay has looked gassed for a lot of this season. Mm-hmm. But until you beat Vasilevsky four times, it, you know, right. you, you have to side with them a little bit. But I, I'm, I'm going to go with Florida. I, I think they're good. They're good enough to come out of the East. I mean, they're very... 2016 penguins like where they just light up the league like it's nothing else um the more, it's true we'd love to see him get another cup you know yeah. i always will have fond memories with him um the one thing obviously that scares me is their goaltending i don't trust sergey bobrovsky at mm-hmm. all he's had a better season but you know in the playoffs this is where he's melted down a lot of times they have they they have to get Aaron Eckblad back i don't know the update on that but um he needs to be there if they are going to go on a deep run um, I, it's we get, we could get a battle of Florida in the second round with a fully healthy Panthers oh, team. Oh wow! Those that two would teams. Be, that, that would be, be so great. They hate each other. Uh, we saw mm-hmm. last year, but it was without Ekblad and the goaltending from Florida really screwed it up. But I would right. love to see that happen. I, I think we a Florida Colorado series would m- make for some peak hockey oh, in the Stanley Cup final. That would probably be some of their best ratings they've had in years. Yeah. Uh, to say the least. Um, mm. If Carolina got to the final, that'd be fun too. Any yeah. uh, any of these fun teams have, even if Calgary got there, you know, I know they're coached by Daryl Sutter. 
that would make for electric hockey too, just because of how they've been. But mm-hmm. I think right now, you know, my early prediction is Florida, Colorado. And I'll say, you know, I think Colorado has enough to win it this year. Um, if they don't, there's, there's problems if they don't start winning a cup in the McKinnon era, because they are absolutely stacked. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, we were talking about, I mean, it looked at that point that uh, Colorado was just going to win the president's trophy. And, and we talked about president's trophy winners having trouble in the playoffs. And, uh, and so we were, we were, we were, we were wondering if, if Colorado would win, if they won the president's trophy and now they haven't. So yeah, could happen. I guess. They can very well win now. They don't and have that, that. Now the Panthers have it and they're going up against the Caps team that has basically nothing to lose going down there. Yeah, that's so, true. Um, true. That should be, that might be a closer series than some may think, you know, I know the Caps have stunk for, um, well, I shouldn't say they stink, but they played not that well down the stretch. I right. still think Florida should win that series, but I would not be surprised if Washington does give them a fight. You know, this is probably one of their last real shots at a cup in the Ovechkin era. Um, it's yep. crazy to think that they're both the Penguins and Caps are at the same place right now. But yeah, Colorado, you know, there's obviously high expectations, but they don't have the president's trophy on them. But I still think, you know, you, you look at the, the teams they have to face to get to the final, you know, they should beat Nashville. Um, I know the winner of St. Louis, Minnesota, if, if they do get Minnesota in the second round, that would be a really fun series. I would love to see the Wild give them a good fight. Um, that's mm-hmm. been a that's been a sleeper team of mine this year because of you know Kaprizov yeah. and Zuccarello and Fiala and obviously the Flurry storyline there is uh, is a lot for a lot of pink Pittsburghers. But he loves Flurry. I love Flurry. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, he's 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 a full hero in these parts. Yeah, to, as you for like, sure. To say the least. But it's the playoffs are going to be fun. You know, there's a lot of great first round series here. Um, mm-hmm. And outside of, outside of Colorado Nashville, which I think it's going to be a five gamer, or you know maybe I guess Calgary Dallas, which could be short, but you know wouldn't be surprised if some of Dallas's young guns put up a fight. Um, the rest of these series should go six seven games. Yeah, you would think. Um, you know, if the, at least if, you know if the Penguins do decide to show up, that should be a six or seven game series. I mean, if they again if they do show up, that's a coin flip. It, it'll it can go mm-hmm. either way. So so let me ask you a quick follow up question mm-hmm. of all of the series, right? Fifteen series to mm-hmm. to the stanley cup how many of these series do you think will go seven games i'll give you over under of seven and a half so for, oh the, the, for the entire stanley cup playoffs you mean? yeah i feel yeah. like that's so chancy because you don't know who's gonna face who after the first round i mean the east should go like seven games quite a bit yeah, the east, almost all no, that's true that, that's a good point i mean over under seven and a half um i might i might hmm I might, I might take the over on that just because, you know, there's so many great ones in the first round, the second round, it's going to be even better. And then of course the conference final, I mean, if again, if we get Cal- Colorado Calgary, that's seven games right there. If you get Carolina, um, Florida, potentially in a conference final, that sure. would be peak entertainment in an Eastern conference final. Um, heck even, you know, if Pittsburgh's able to come out of the Metro bracket, um, they, they could play, you know, Florida, Tampa Bay. I mean, that's, seven games I would think right there the Penguins played really well against the Lightning this year Florida you know they lost a couple of games against them but I would argue that the Penguins they outplayed them and I would say two of those three games um, at least in my opinion so um I I would take the over on that you know there's the league is a lot better this year compared to last year I mean the East was decided back in December you know it's true nothing really changed except for the seedings so yeah yeah um 
know, if, yeah, if around January, the, I was just like, let's get playoff hockey. Yeah, this is boring. We already know. If, if it weren't for the Islanders just having a brutal start to the season, they would actually have been in the playoff race towards the end of the year. They it would have been a lot better. The Penguins would have been probably on the it, They would have been sweating a little bit, uh, to yeah. say the least. The Islanders had some really strong hockey yep. um, down the stretch. I think they're going to make a few moves in the offseason. But um, yeah, I would take the over on that, I think. Okay. okay. Okay, so so I think the biggest matchup for the Penguins right now is the Rangers. And so if we can get out of that series, what what chances do you give them to go all the way to the Cup? I think um, I think the Rangers are the biggest like barrier between us and the and the, like being able to make a big run. The Rangers are a big one, but I know my eyes on Carolina. You know, they would have to play them, I think, in the second round. I think Carolina beats Boston. I think Boston is going to give them a bigger fight than some may think. I know their goaltending is not as good this year. No Tuka Rask is obviously massive, but, and, you know, their depth, I don't trust their depth that much, but they can still roll out arguably the best top line in hockey with Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasternak. And yep. um, that yeah. line's a, I mean, they have 60% of the expected goals basically every game. Right. But mm-hmm. I think Carolina, just because of the teams that outplayed the Penguins, you know, almost every game this year that they played. And there weren't too many of them, to say the least. I thought the Penguins carried the play in a lot of games against most of the league this year. Carolina was maybe one of two or three that really outplayed them. Even the game that the Penguins beat them at home, um, I don't think the Penguins were a better team. They got a couple um, good um, goals, but I think Tristan Jari also stood on his head in that game. They also, I believe, coming off a back-to-back. So I think Carolina, at least to the conference final, is their biggest barrier outside of the Rangers. Obviously, you, know, you take it one series at a time. Right. I would love to see the Penguins play the Hurricanes in the second round just because you know they haven't had a series against them since the sweep in 2009. The Jordan Stahl revenge storyline is right there. I would love to see um, him, him go at his former team for the first time in a series. Um, and just the chess match between Brindamore and Sullivan. I, I love how Rod Brindamore's team plays. So I would think Carolina, just because of how great they were this year. I mean, they, they beat the Penguins um, two out of three times. They also beat the Rangers a good amount of times this year too. So um, uh, that that's the team I'm really looking at. If they if they can beat the Rangers, which you know is still possible, though I'm not super confident right now. And then they beat Carolina. Then we're cooking with something here. Then I could really think, okay, they could go to the conference final. Maybe they could beat Florida, Tampa Bay if they come out and look looking for a free beat if they're maybe they're more gas at that point. Sure. Um, I think that's the, really the team I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I think it was you on Twitter. I'm not sure. It might not have been, but you posted that the Islanders last year played really poorly coming up to the playoffs. I don't know if that was you or not, but so does that, could that play into the Penguins? Like they were just playing gosh off of this entire month and then they just hit another level going to the playoffs and they just. It's possible. Go out. It's definitely possible. Um, I don't know if I was the one that said that. I don't know. Um, I my remember. Islanders. I was talking with one of my Islanders friends um, in my DMs, and he was talking to me about that because he was telling me he's like, "Yeah, like you know, we played like, do- you know, as the kids like to say, dog water down the stretch, yeah. and um, you no, know, they come in and they five wins away from a championship. So yeah. you know, you the teams can certainly flip a switch, you know, and. Would it be that surprising if the Penguins did? No, because we've seen them play at a high level for four months. But you know, with the way they were looking down the stretch and just their, their legs looked tired and they weren't defending hard, you know, I, I kind of think it's more likely that they don't. But again, I don't want to hopefully not think like that. I, I do think the Penguins are going to be able to do it, but it's all a matter of, you know, will they have their legs? 
You know, that, that's going to be their big indicator. You know, the, the vibe check in these games, you know, the, the first five minutes usually can tell how the game is going to go 90% of the time for the Penguins. I think that's going to be a big indicator, um, at least for me. So it's certainly possible that they can pull in Islanders like last year and, you know, really flip the switch. But you know, I guess I'm not as confident as maybe some others are. And, you know, and I definitely get that sentiment just because the Islanders were not the favorite going into that series. It was the Penguins. You know, they played really well down the stretch, you know, that was a team that was very capable of going on a run. I mean, I think if that Penguins win that series, they take down Boston and they play um, probably, probably Tampa Bay um, in the semifinals, uh, it would be. So um, it's possible, but, you know, right now I don't, I'm not, I guess I'm not as confident, but, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe they'll prove me wrong. Yeah, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) So if the Penguins, our first round exits or if they don't do super well in the playoffs even if they make it to the second round and don't do well they don't make a super deep run do you think possibly like you said that you think Gino's coming back but what do you think like is the thought process going into the offseason do you think we are going to try for another cup next year like we're going to keep pushing with the with the core that we have to try to win a cup next year or do you think we kind of do more of the rebuild thing bringing up some guys from Wilkes-Barre and figuring that out or like which direction do you think management's going to go I think as long as they have Sidney Crosby I don't think they're going to fully commit to a rebuild um I a I don't think he's going to sign off on that you know he's not there to I think um, basically be bad for the rest of his career. And, you know, he's still kicking very well right now. I mean, if he's probably plays a full season, he hits a hundred points. Um, and Jake Gensel too, you know, you have a prime Jake. I, I don't think they're, I don't think he would sign off on a rebuild either. I mean, I think if you were to fully rebuild, you know, he's Jake is probably the first to go because for how much they could get for him in a return, um, it would probably set them out for a lot of the future years, though. I, I'm again, I'm not really too interested, I think, in doing that. Um, though, you know, it, it's hard to gauge that. And it's a good question because the new ownership, right? I mean, I know Fenway Sports Group has a a very big, I guess, indicator that they like to win. You know, I don't think they would want to rebuild for very long. They own the Boston Red Sox, they own Liverpool out in the English Premier League, and those two teams are two of the best teams in their respective leagues. Um, and they're, they're willing to spend the money, um, you know, to win too. So it, it, that's, I think, going to be a very interesting dynamic. Um, you know, if, if they are an early exit again, you know, I, I'm, I hate to say it, you know, I, I'm curious to see if they pressure the management into get a, getting a new coach. Um, I, I would not mm-hmm. sign off uh, on really firing Mike Sullivan. I think he's, really good at what he does. Um, I, I would understand the reasoning just because they think the message has gone stale or something, but you know, it, if, if there is another exit, I mean, you're looking at another, a lot of changes. I think um, the team is not going to be the same next year. Theoretically, they could run it back with a lot of these same guys, but I don't think that's how Ron Hextall and Brian Burke are going to work. I think they're going to try to contend a little bit next year, try to see if they can take a couple more cracks at it. Um, I don't think they're going to fully commit to a blow blown up rebuild like maybe the Chicago mm. Blackhawks are right now with Taves and Kane, at least for a little bit. And, you know, I think those two players are definitely upset with how it's going there because um, mm. I think during the season, they, I think at least Taves said that he was really unhappy just because he felt like he was still playing good hockey. And, um, you know, 
I, I don't want Cindy Crosby to make those kind of statements to the media, yeah, yeah, sure. to say the least. Um, that, 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 that's the quickest way to, you know, having one of your superstars ask out. And mm-hmm. um, again, you know, I do think Gino comes back, you know, I'm iffy on some of the other free agents, but, you know, as long as you have those two and you have Jake Ensel um, and potentially Chris Tang, they're, they're going to make an effort to win. You know, you spend up to the salary cap for those guys for a reason. You pay your best players to be your best players. And then, you figure out the margins and all that. So I, I do think they're going to try to be good again next year, though. You know, we'll, we'll see what the new ownership has planned. Um, I'll, I'll say that. Okay. Yeah. I think that's all the questions. I, I think have, that's all the questions. We have. Yeah. Well, Hunter, uh, thank you so much for joining us. It's been great. Uh, yes. Your do- we didn't hear your dog even once. Nope. Perfect. Yeah, he so. he was getting a little antsy at the end, but <laughs> I, I I saw you do this. I thought, well, he's he's either got someone trying to come in and and say hey, or or the dog's acting up. So uh, he 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 was he's acting up. He's like he's for some reason he's chewing his food bowl and there's nothing in there. So I don't know. Oh my God. <laughs> maybe maybe he's telling you something, Hunter. Yeah, and, uh, he, he's probably hungry for lunch, even though he wolfed his breakfast down earlier. Oh my God. Sounds like me. Sounds like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Well, thanks yeah. again for uh, joining so us. Let's much. do this again. Maybe uh, d- during the off season sometime, we can talk yes. about what's going on or, or whatever. Yeah, what do you think, Andrew? I'm, I'm down if Hunter's down. If Abby's down too. Yeah, okay, absolutely. Yeah. Can, anytime you want to have me on, just send me a message. I will awesome. Yeah. Amazing. Where, where can the people find you on the socials? So yeah, they can... so you can follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. The show's Twitter is at LO. Arnsquare Penguins have a lot of playoff content coming that way. I believe we're having a crossover with the rangers guy i'm pretty sure i'm gonna have a couple of my um rangers buddies on the show throughout the series to analyze it and all that and um i have a bonus episode on saturday i think taylor haas of dk pittsburgh sports is going to come on to fully recap um the season and look ahead to the playoffs so um you find the show wherever you get your podcasts and um it's time for the playoffs i'm excited let's go let's go yeah it's gonna be great yeah well thank you again and we will See you soon, hopefully. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh man, what a stand-up guy he is! Uh, that was a really fun. I enjoyed. It was that. a fun I interview. I very much enjoyed. If that. you guys like that, go give him a follow. He gave you your socials. Go do that. Go yes. text him. Hey, heard you on the DM. Heard you on the Pens and Stuff podcast. Uh, you did a great job. You know, just drop our name, please. Yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah, uh, go check him out at uh, Locked On Pens. Penguins podcast. It's yes. really fun. It's a daily show. I cannot imagine doing this stuff daily, but well, it's, I mean, I guess it's, like it's every minutes. weekday, and he does every it. It's under thirty minutes. Yeah, so. it's not an hour. Like it's we actually do, right around thirty minutes. Not to two our horn. We do more what he talks about is under thirty minutes because he does ads too. He does get to that's true. We don't that's do true. Ads. We don't have ads because yeah. we're not. Hey, if you want to sponsor cool. us, go go <laughs> yeah go email us at penguinstuffofficial at gmail.com. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So we uh we asked him uh, East and West champions. You know. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that before we get into predictions. Who are our East and West champions? I don't disagree with Florida and Colorado, but I feel like it's like it's such, like you said, it's a boring answer. Cause, mm-hmm. But, like, how do you vote against those teams? Honestly, though, I think um, Carolina could come out of the East. I think Carolina or, um, or Tampa because Tampa – I mean, they're looking really tired right now, so I don't know how possible yeah. that is. But it's so hard to win three in a row. It's hard to win two in a row. It is because everyone's like, "Okay, these are the guys who won last year. We're gonna bring our best." Right, right. Like you have that target on your back. Yeah. Right. And if you're it going is. into the playoffs tired, you're 
Yeah. You're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. So I think out of the East for me, I'd probably say. Keep in mind, Florida won the President's Trophy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm thinking the Eastern Conference Final is going to be Florida and Carolina, right? So is it Florida or Carolina? That I think I'm going to go with Carolina. Out of the East? Out of the East. Yeah. And who out and of the, the West? West? Dallas. Yeah. Go Dallas. <laughs> go Dallas. Yay, Yay guys. The playoffs, so I'm happy with that. You know, that's not something that I really expected. And Vegas didn't. <laughs> Twitter had a lot of crap to say about yes, that. Yes, that was funny. That was fun. Anyway. Um, I'm going to say, I mean, yeah, I'm going to go with Colorado. I can't vote against Colorado. Okay. They're and, too good. And then who wins the cup? Probably Colorado. Okay. Um, in the East, you know, you want me to make a bold prediction. I want it, to have you so, to have your courage of your conviction. It's so, it is so hard to predict that from this end because you are, you've got, so many different variables that could happen and so many different things that could happen. Um, you know, a team's goalie could stand on his head. You could have a, uh, a guy who just goes absolutely bonkers, uh, nuts, like, you know, I don't know. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I like... Out of the metro bracket, I, I do think if I I do think if Pittsburgh can beat the Rangers, that they will be in the Eastern Conference Finals. I really, really, really do. That's what I was. That's what I. Thought. I think I think Pittsburgh can beat Carolina in a seven game series. That's why I asked. I was like, "What do you think?" Give me and I, I really think like the they Rangers can. The but I if, feel like but they got to get by the Rangers. So young. But they got to get by the Rangers. That's the I thing. Think Boston yeah. can take care of Carolina. I, re- I um, genuinely do. Genuinely. Even though Boston's already only put the, one goal. Um, <laughs> the, the Atlantic is a different animal altogether because if, if, I mean, if Washington, if Washington bounces Florida, not that I think they will, but if they do, possible. then it opens it up for, I think, either Toronto or Tampa to sneak in there um but i think i think coming out of the out of the east will be all right i'm i'm just gonna go i'm just gonna go with pittsburgh i know it's a kind of a homer call yeah but but i jeez but honestly i think i think pittsburgh can come out of the east um will they probably not but i can at least dream so (laughs) I'll I'll pick Pittsburgh out of the East, and then um, I'm going to take Calgary out of the West. Mm. Um, I think they've got the 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 offense, defense, goaltending. I think they have the best of. I mean, if you were to to give each each of those three a number for each team, I think they have the best average. Mm. So I think I think everything together is going to, um, you know. I know Hunter said that he likes Dar- Darcy Kemper is is playing really well and he is playing really well mm-hmm. but Compared Darcy to- Kemper in his 
career has been real streaky. Yes. And I think I think that you know once the pressure of the playoffs hit, I don't I don't I know mean, if Darcy I don't know if Darcy stands up to that. Also, though, Darcy Kemper has an absolutely insane defense in front of him. This is true. This is true. But I, I so does Markstrom. I mean, it's not Calgary's defense is not Colorado's defense. No. It's not much worse, but it's. But it's a, but the but the goaltending's better. And I think but between the the It's going to be a good series. Right. I I think it will and be between, Colorado and Cal- uh, Calgary in the final. Between like the average between defense Western and goaltending on both yeah. of those teams would probably average out yeah. to about the same. So I I think I think in the end I think in the end Calgary goes to the Stanley Cup final. And I think they beat Pittsburgh. Honestly, I think Minnesota could make it too. In six. In the West. I didn't think about them. Yeah. But yep. I like Minnesota in the West. Who too. you got, Andrew? I have Minnesota coming out of the West. Do you? Either Minnesota or – let me see who else is here. Either Minnesota <laughs> or anybody but Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Uh, personally, I think Edmonton has a really good shot. Mm. Every, yeah, everyone's like yeah. – uh, Goaltending. Y- yes. That yes. is the Mike big. Smith and Miko Koskinen. Yes. I still don't get that. But looking at this team, yeah, I think Minnesota has the best. My, best Mike Smith best could shots. stand on his head. Mike Smith could stand on his He's head. He's old though. He is old. I think I think it's I think it's Minnesota. If they if they can get past Colorado, Minnesota goes. And I think I'm gonna get a little crazy here. I think it's Boston. I think it's Boston. No, actually, I don't. I don't. I was going to go crazy. I'm like, that seems over. Because that means they'd have to either beat the Tampa or the Leafs in the second round. Yeah. No, no. They would play either the winner of Penguins Rangers because they're the first wild card. They play Carolina. I think. Oh. Oh, you're right. Let's get a little crazy with it. I think Toronto. Maybe Washington. Toronto, Minnesota, Stanley Cup final. Nah, Toronto's Whoa. not making it out of Toronto, <laughs> Minnesota, Stanley Cup final. That would be wild. I think though. Minnesota wins it. I think Minnesota wins it. In how many games? Four. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Seven. Seven. Toronto wins the first go. three, and Minnesota reverse sweeps them. <laughs> that would be. Hilarious. That would be a Toronto thing to do. It would be that a very big Toronto thing to do. Very, very. Big. But there you have it. I have Minnesota winning the Stanley Cup. Abby, who do you have? Colorado. Colorado. Calgary. Calgary. Okay. So we all have the West winning the, the West Cup. The West winning the Cup this year. The West. Which is crazy because of how thick and strong the East was. Mm-hmm. Is. But I think they'll beat each other up. That That's what I was just about to say. I was like, right. And by the time you get to Stanley Cup finals, you're wasted. It's true. It's very true. It's big facts. Big, fat, flapjack facts, my guy. All right, let's get into predictions here. <laughs> uh, Abby, last, last, so we will figure out our 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 champion of me. I know that for facts, but Abby, 100%. let's let's hear let's hear uh, total wins this year, this week, and then give us the overall okay overall thoughts. And we'll pay up eventually. <laughs> okay, so um, the games we predicted this week, we predicted the Edmonton Pittsburgh game on Tuesday. Yikes. Um, you guys both said Pittsburgh would win, and they did not. So Sue I got a point for Edmonton. I, I almost got a point for the right score. I said 4-1. to one. If they hadn't gotten that empty netter, yeah, I would have gotten the right score too, I but know. it was fine. Um, next game was Thursday, LA at Vancouver. You guys both said Vancouver would win that game. Vancouver did win that game, so each of you got a point. And that was when Abby started to sweat a little bit. 
<laughs> but then there was San Jose at Edmonton that same day. Edmonton won that game. Me and Dad both said Edmonton would win that game, so we each got a point. Um, the next day, Friday, Boston at Toronto. Toronto won that game. Me and Dad also both said that Toronto would win that game. And then the last game, Anaheim at Dallas. Dallas won that game. Me and Dad also said that Dallas would win that game. Um, so overall, I got four points. Dad got four points. Andrew got one point on the week, making our overall scores and our final scores 76 for me, 75 for Dad, and 63 for Andrew. Congratulations, Abby. Thank Congratulations, you. Abby. Very, I'm shook because I was doing very so proud of bad at the beginning of the season. Yeah, but. Like really bad. But you, yeah, you, did. you made it. You were. You were. All right. So. No, no predictions. Oh, we're going to. But, 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 but. We already predicted. We have, we have our. Playoff prediction our contest. Our NHL Stanley Cup playoff bracket challenge. Oh, boy. That we are going to do. Uh, Jim has already done his. We're going to do ours. And then we will come back and we will talk about them a little bit after we do them next week. We will we'll, we'll get it done. And then whoever has the best bracket, the most points, because they have points. Whoever has the most points. Because we talked about doing something different. But this is what we're doing. Because it makes the most sense. It's controlled. It's yeah. self-pointed. Right, they right. keep track of the points yourself, so we can't mess it up. Well, and there's nothing on the line, just pride. Okay, but guys, big butts here. I'm co- coming up on the fly on this. Okay, so uh, Penguins have their 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 season right, and we will be live streaming our reaction to the game. You'll just get our faces. You won't get the you won't get the game. No, because audio. that's that's a little illegal. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. But we will. Uh, just man, I'm trying to. Fi- I'm trying to pull up when the next the game is. It's not going to be game it's one. Wednesday is Wednesday is game one. No game. No. Tuesday's game. Tuesday's one. game one. Thursday's game two. We can't do Tuesday. Can't do Thursday, but we can do Saturday. Saturday, May seventh, seven p.m. Eastern, six per- six a.m. PM game, Central. Game three. Game three live stream. In Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. We will give you a little preview. We'll go live before the game. We'll talk about what we need to see, you know, do a little broadcast. And we'll kind of broadcast it ourselves, I think. I think it'll be kind of Is that going to be on the YouTube channel? It'll be on the YouTube channel. Go check it out. Penguin Stuff Official, I believe, is the YouTube channel. Okay. Link, it, link in the description in the, in, of the... Of the Penguin Stuff Podcast on YouTube. Of the podcast. Yes. We'll be live streaming game three. You won't want to miss it. It's going to be good. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. This will probably be the first one I'll be watching. Except unless I can watch game seven, game one. But you don't want to miss out on it. Okay. Abby, congratulations on the, the podcast, the, the, the prediction contest. Thank you. Congratulations on second. Andrew. It was close. One point separated. I yes, know. I was like, if you Andrew. get one correct score, but none of us got any correct hey, scores. So. Hey, listen up. Everybody As the up. scripture says. The last shall be first, and the first <laughs> shall be last. It's true. That means I don't move. You don't move. You <laughs> suck booty. I'm the real champion here. And you guys don't want to miss live stream. I still get 20 Saturday. Bucks, so. That's true. Saturday, May 7th, live stream. What time does that game start? 6 p.m. Central which time. Which means it's like 6.15 Central time. 
because they always they so we'll always st- so we'll start later. broadcasting what quarter to six. Yes, you'll probably get us see us eating snacks. See us, you know. We're also, gonna, probably not for the little kids. You know, some swearage might be dropped. No, just kidding. We'll, we'll do our best to Oops. keep it to a low. We'll avoid crap the, the swearage. <laughs> You don't want to get an explicit rating. Also, if you, guys, if you guys want to fill out your own bracket challenge, send it to us. We'll let you tell. We'll tell you how good you did or how poorly. Do Do we want to let people it. join our league on no. the bracket challenge? I mean, sure, why not? I mean, if you want to, email us and we'll send you the link, and uh, you can join us in our bracket challenge. That would and be awesome. And we will shout you out if you do better than us. Shout you out. Shout you out. Shout anyway, right. until next time. Hope you guys enjoyed enjoyed the the interview. We yeah. had a fun time giving that. Yeah, we, that was that to you guys. super fun. Sorry for the poor mic on me. You know, it's okay. We had technical difficulties there. We were just trying to rush and get it done, not to waste too much of Hunter's time. Check him out. His links are in the description. Our links are in the description. I'm now off Twitter because it's too toxic for me. I get too angry. You do. You have such bad rage about Twitter. It's so funny. People are so frustrating on there. Sometimes. As you might have been able to tell from the progression of Andrew just hating on Penguin's Twitter on this podcast. Dude, I cannot (laughs) call myself a Penguin's fan. Penn's Twitter is so toxic. Yeah, but Penn's Twitter... You know what's not toxic? Penn's Twitter is... Boston Bruin Twitter. Surprisingly. Penn's Twitter isn't all there is to Penguin's fans, though. Twitter itself is toxic. Oh, yeah. Elon <laughs> Musk is going to come in and take care of all of that, right? Oh, anyway, yeah, let's yeah, not get political. Yeah. Jeez, Lou. Anyway, I've, until Elon next Musk time. Elon Musk Twitter. That's until not Until next time, I'm Andrew. I'm Jim. I'm Abby. And the regular season's over, so let's go postseason pens. Let's go pens. Let's freaking go. Oops, I